Hey, welcome to the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. This is Joe. And we talk about Warriors from an old school fan perspective because if you didn't love them at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. That's right. All right, man. Uh, so let's talk about something non-Warriors related. Our man, Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I want to hear you. I'm <laughs> eminently delighted by this story. So, yeah, what... what what are your what are your thoughts on, on what I, happened? Actually, uh, let's talk about what exactly happened, right? Like, what exactly happened? Um, to be honest, uh, all that I really followed about what happened is that uh, he was he was hurt end of last year, and that um, he wants a contract, and he just doesn't feel appreciated, and he doesn't. He says it's not the money, and he doesn't get along with his teammates. He doesn't think they're winners. He thinks his teammates are soft. Okay, so he's leaving because his teammates are soft. Yeah, so I guess what happened this week that everyone's talking about is he showed up at practice late. First practice that he's 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 avoided the team, all acti- team activities, all the team meetings. Now, did the um, did the team know he was gonna going to show up, or did ESPN just know? <laughs> ESPN knew for sure because he told them he tipped them, but he showed up practice late, and then he ran scrimmage with the third, uh, the the. The, the the third team and um, beat the beat the starters, and apparently the whole time he's just talking shit uh, at Carl Anthony Towns, at Andrew Wiggins, at Thibodeau, at Layden, the GM, mm-hmm. saying things like "You guys need me. You can't win without me." Screaming at them, scre- like just ratcheted up the intensity. You know, it's like it's a it's a scrimmage before the season has even started, right? Preseason scrimmage, so. Mm-hmm. Probably not going like a hundred percent, everyone. But you know, Jimmy Butler plays his ass off, you know, mm-hmm. anyways, right? Right. So he's, I imagine he's just playing his ass off, getting the third, third, uh, third team like really like amped up, and he beat the starters. And apparently, a couple things happened. Um, there was one play where Cat was posting up on 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 Jimmy, and Jimmy screamed at him, "Hey, you can't do anything." I'm paraphrasing, but you can't do anything. You can't you can't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. And Cat was so frustrated, he just kicked the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um and then and, and the best part is he just like after the after practice is over he just left without talking to anyone and apparently wiggins went up to him and gave him a dap <laughs> <laughs> wait went up to butler yeah he went up to butler and gave him a dap. I was like hey man good uh, good practice <laughs> wait so uh did and he, he left without talking to anyone like it's a total mic drop and then six hours later he was recording uh an interview for espn and talking right. about like why he, um, and his what what he said was, and again I'm paraphrasing, he, his his argument was it's not about you're right you, what you mentioned it's not about the money, it's the fact that he didn't feel like he could win with these guys, mm-hmm. and he felt that you know he's the he's the he's not as talented. He actually said like right I'm not the most talented player on the team. Cat is the most talented. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one with the most God given abilities. Wiggins he calls him Wigs, which mm-hmm. I think is a great nickname. <laughs> Wigs is right. <laughs> Um, and I just don't think there's, you know, he, he doesn't think they have the medal to like win. Did the team, were they scrimmaging and then he just walked in and they didn't know he was going to come or was it kind of, or, we don't know. Cause I think that's funny if they were playing and all of a sudden it's like this dramatic like moment where he like walks in. What would be worse? <laughs> what would be worse if they didn't know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming it's that, <laughs> right? Like as heavily 
construed and choreographed this whole um, practice and interview were, then that's how I choose to imagine Jimmy Butler kind of was, you know, playing the uh, puppeteer in this. Yeah, that's that's funny, man. Um, I I just don't see how this. I mean, th- this is like so peak. Um, NBA entertainment, you know what I mean? Like with yeah. uh, getting Woj to report on it, getting Rachel Nichols to to set up a, a, a formal interview and everything and have his like, I mean, did you watch any clips of his uh, interview with Rachel? Rachel oh, Nichols? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, he just had all these talking points, you know what I mean? He seemed like he was reciting uh, uh, lines in like, like a movie, you know? Um, <laughs> and it just seemed very, very like... Uh, rehearsed his PR people. I don't even know. Yeah, I watched the interview and yeah, you're right. I appreciate the calculated nature in which he conducted himself. If what he told Rachel Nichols was true, he immediately told Tom Thibodeau after the season was over that I, I can't win with this team. And <laughs> they're all soft, right? And Thibodeau, of course, he's like, he loves Jimmy Butler so much. And he he he's bringing in all these old Chicago guys because he feels like they can give, you know, Taj Gibson, mm-hmm. Derek Rose. I mean, he would sign Joe Kim Noah if he could, right? Right. I think he knows that Cat, Wiggins, you know, a lot of these guys, they're 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 more into like um to paraphrase again some something I read, they're more into like playing Fortnite, you know, than right. championships, you know. Right, right. And I guess it's really frustrating because they're also super talented. Like, Cat mm-hmm. can score from anywhere. He's amazing. Yeah. Like, he's one of the best offensive big men. Um, he's not great on defense, and I think that's probably a source of frustration for Jimmy Butler, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Cat, he does seem soft, you know, in, in, in that respect. You know what I mean? I mean, the fact yeah. that he kicked the ball, I mean, that just sounds like a, a frustrated little child, right? Yeah. And, um, and just like just imagining Jimmy Butler like screaming at him <laughs> the entire practice, and he gets right. so frustrated. And uh, another thing I, I read was that apparently after Jimmy Butler left, Cat tried to get everyone together and say, "Hey, man, let's just keep our emotions in check." And like, but you know, again, this is this is hearsay. But I guess the some of the players just took it as lip service, right? Like, like you're not being serious, you know? Right. Um, like right. Cat was trying to demonstrate some leadership, right? Yeah. Whereas like Jimmy Butler had put on like a leadership clinic. For you know the duration of practice, what do you think is going to happen? Well, they don't have to do anything. The thing is, like Minnesota doesn't have to do anything because they're not. Yeah, like they can wait until the trade deadline, right? Mm-hmm. And also, the the offers they're getting are not great offers. They're asking for a lot from a, from a bunch of other teams. I think the most recent one I read was from Houston. Houston was willing to give up Eric Gordon, but they also wanted uh, PJ Tucker. Minnesota also wanted. Yeah. PJ. They're going to ask for the moon and. Quite frankly, I think that's what they should do. They right? should, yeah, definitely. From an optics standpoint, like J- Jimmy Butler knows his team knows this, so they're just trying to destroy the optics of the situation, you know, and, and right. in favor of Jimmy Butler. Right. <laughs> they're doing a pretty good job so far. On Butler's end, is there a deadline? He apparently said he 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 apparently told Thibodeau that he wanted to be traded by Friday, which is tomorrow. Friday uh, as, of, as of the recording date. Friday the twelfth. Uh, <laughs> so, in theory, um, if they can't, if they get a deal done, great, move on, whatever goes to Miami or who knows where. If it doesn't happen, he's not going to forfeit his paycheck, and clearly, he's shown that he will show up <laughs> and he will, uh, uh, you know, beat the crap out of his other teammates. So, um, is is he just going to? Is that 
how they're going to function. Like he's going to show up and he's, they're going to start playing games and he's just going to throw like really like hard passes at, at yeah, at he's going to be a terror in practice and he's going to like, he's going to speak his mind in interviews. And of course the media, the, the, the basketball media is going to want, he, he's, 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 he seems like he's going to be an open book. Right. So, yeah. I mean, just the things he was saying during that Rachel Nichols interview, I was like, wow. <laughs> but the thing is, he's such an, he's being such an asshole about it. Mm-hmm. And people are on his side, you know, mm-hmm. like people are firmly, I think I, anecdotally, it seems like more people are on his side than not. I was, I was on the, uh, uh, NBA subreddit last night, just reading the. I, I wanted to see what the reaction of the Minnesota fans were, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a thread. the th- The topic of the thread was, uh, would Jimmy Butler be booed by his fans, uh, by by Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if he if he ends up staying on the team for the first game, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like most Minnesota uh, fans were actually saying no, like he's he's the first like dog player they've had since KG, you know, KG, that's, that's yep. the thing. KG, KG was maniacally intense about mm-hmm. winning. Um, yeah. and that's the last time they've ever had a guy like that. They haven't made the playoffs in forever. So, you know, yeah. until I mean, last year. So yeah, it makes sense. Right. Because they've had cat and they've had Wiggins and neither of those guys, I mean, again, they have all the talent, uh, in the world, but what neither of them have improved in what they need to like, you know, cat defense and leadership and toughness and Wiggins just defense and effort, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, and dribbling yeah, with both hands. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be frustrating. And the fact that they're, uh, I mean, if Butler they're wasn't. Stuck. And listen, another thing you didn't mention is they're stuck with, I mean, they cat just yeah. resigned for a lot of money, right? So, mm-hmm. and Wiggins signed for a ton of money last year. Yep. I feel like Wiggins is more of the albatross because, you know, any other team would be like, I'll take Towns. You know, um, I would take Cat. I would but, take Cat on the Warriors, uh, man. He's he's good. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? He's super good. That's the thing. I wouldn't take Wiggins. And like, you don't need him to be a leader. You just need, hey, hey, man, just get buckets, rebound, and be be super yeah. talented, and you know, be a system guy, right? So you know, having uh, lived through obviously the the really god awful Warriors years, um, I I kind of do a little bit feel for the. Uh, the Minnesota fans, because they lived through the con years. And now that um, things are starting to get good, like you have this, like, you know, clown show, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty rough. I mean, they hit on cat as a pick Wiggins was all right. And then you get Butler and you think you're going to start making moves. And, and now it's like, you know, um, I, I wonder if David Kahn could do better. Remember when Tim, when Thibodeau was hired, everyone was pretty excited about it because he had been out of the league for a little while. He left Chicago mm-hmm. under some like suspect uh, conditions with the team management. And um, one of the things you you had mentioned before is remember that summer he was going when he was, didn't have a job and he was going around to different teams visiting them, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of articles were being written about how he it's more yes. relaxed. Tom Thibodeau, yes. less intense. Yep. Maybe he's he visited the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like I, I really wish, like somehow he had like a crystal ball that that would like show him like various things that would happen in, over his next like four years. Oh, I'm gonna be a coach again. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get Jimmy Butler back, and then oh, Jimmy Butler is gonna go nuclear on the team. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna play them all 45 minutes a game and ruin their knees i don't think thibodeau learned learned anything i mean i wonder if he plays like cool music during practice like uh, steve kerr does i kind of doubt it 
Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty fun. What, what, what music does Steve Kerr play? I don't know. I think he lets other players kind of come up with and staff, you know, rotating playlists and stuff he, like that. He let so. them play Coco. I'm in love with the Coco. <laughs> Their first championship season, which is, which is a song that glorifies uh, cocaine. So, you know. Those were classic moments. Yeah. Still, still my favorite championship team, um, which is actually a weird thing to say. My favorite championship team. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. So come celebrate the new death lineup with Steph, Clay, Draymond, Katie, and Boogie. Rep the Hamptons 5 and show some love for China Clay. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. I had a couple friends who were also longtime Warriors fans mention to me that they think that this Butler thing could be. Uh, it reminds them, reminds them of uh, Spreewell. Mm. Maybe peak Warriors of the '90s uh, when he choked PJ in but, 1997. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. But just the the sheer like absurdity and and dysfunction. Because I mean, he he's not going to choke Tibbs. You know, I mean, I don't think he can get his hands around Tibbs' neck. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, cheap shot. How do you think this is all going to play out? Yeah, like I said, it's it's sort of like you have on one hand, Jimmy Butler, the leverage. I mean, Minnesota's leverage is they don't have to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. of course, we know that you know from a contractual, from a legal standpoint, that's not all. That's that's not the. Those are not the only factors. PR optics are is another factor, right? Man, it's it's. Can I just say it's it's great doing a podcast with a, a an hey, attorney thanks. who can like always uh, just be like you know contracts legal. You know. <laughs> I mean, all I said was le- legal and contracts, so <laughs> I didn't do any analysis, yeah, but man. I'll take it. I'll take the compliment. Thanks. You need you need a law degree for that. You do uh, in order to say those words uh, in in the same sentence. <laughs> I I don't think Minnesota needs to do anything from a business standpoint, but. Um, well, actually, no, from a legal and contract standpoint, but from business standpoint, overall business standpoint, you have to also factor in the marketing, the PR, and also the goodwill that has been kind of hindered by all the stuff, like the goodwill that was generated from last season, right? I I was super right. stoked for, for for the Timberwolves to be back. Yeah, yeah, me I too. Love, and I love actually, Butler. I, I, I've always been a big fan of his, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I I liked Minnesota's uniforms. I, I thought they were uh, I like different. Their court. And, they have a great court. Yeah, they sort of yeah. off off the wood paneling look, right? Of uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. What do you? What about you? What do you think? So uh, I mean, I think they're going to go into the season with Jimmy Butler, unless because I you know I read that, like a deal with the Heat fell through, uh, and that yep. the Heat are trying to pick up talks again. So if, if something happens, then then great. But if something doesn't happen by this cutoff, I think they'll play with him for a while. I think it'll be one of the most entertaining things to follow yep. in the NBA uh, in in the long time. And then there'll be some drama and then they'll just have to make a move. You know, I think that's because uh, Butler's shown that he'll show up and it's it all really depends on um, 
uh, how, how long they can roll with that. Hey, guess what, by the way, as, as of this morning, mm-hmm. Timberwolves will not practice today and no media availability. <laughs> the optics of that is just like uh, kind of shuffling your feet, you know, like an ostrich stuff in your head into the ground. It's just like they're 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 scared. They don't they're shook. They don't know what oh. to do. You know, so Jimmy Butler just shook the whole uh, entire Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. Breaking, breaking news uh, by Shams uh, as of 48 minutes ago. Uh, he called Jimmy Butler, also called a players-only meeting t- uh, today to air his feelings. Uh, and also he expressed the players that he would compete with them as signs pointing to him staying with the franchise into the regular season. So what if this was just like strategically his way of like lighting that fire, right? And then for so- somehow Cat and Wiggins and everyone else, because he has he has allies on this team. Half the half the players love him. Right. Like Jeff Teague is one of his yeah. good friends. Tosh Gibson played with him Tosh. In, for the Bulls. Derek Rose. I don't know what Derek Rose is thinking, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's cool either way. Um, yeah, Derek Rose just happy to be on the court. Luol Deng. Luol Deng. I forgot he's on the team. Oh my so, god! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Of course, come on. Get the band back together. <laughs> mid, yeah, mid twenty, mid twenty tens Bulls. He's gonna get them back together. So early twenty tens Bulls. I don't know, if if that's his way of motivating the team, that's that's brilliant. Uh, that being said, I, I I don't know. Like I like Butler too. You know, I mean, I think he's 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 great. Um, I don't know. I mean, with the injuries and at age twenty nine, um, like. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's a, what's a good fit for him wherever he goes. You know, I mean, he'll he could play. Obviously, he said the Clippers. Um, did he say the Knicks? But neither of those teams really want to deal with this, and they haven't really yeah. done anything. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, uh, Miami is very interested. Houston was in, was was uh, in talks as a trade partner as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, if if he goes to Houston. Uh, that's no good. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah, neither. I, I was actually thinking about that. If he, so they give up Gordon and possibly Tucker, but they get Jimmy Butler. So then they would roll out Chris Paul, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Carmelo, and Capella. Capella. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough, tough, tough team. Yeah, that that's a that's a very tough team. There is a part of me that would love to see that matchup. Um, but there's another part of me that wouldn't because that increases the chances that the Warriors would lose. But (laughs) Uh, um, I don't see Butler. He's somebody that could break down the next few years, you know? He's He's 29, but he is in his prime. He is, but... And he had... He had... He was top three shooting guard last year, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, shooting guard isn't the glamour position that it used to be like in the 90s. You know, in the early two thousands, when like all the best players, he's up there with Clay for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. If anyone is ever depressed, upset, or is having a really bad day, they can just imagine Jimmy Butler teasing Carl Anthony Towns in practice (laughs) so much that he that cat just gets super upset, starts crying, and kicks the ball. (laughs) Right, like you know, I can see this is these are professionals here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see. You know, not knowing much about Cat and his upbringing, I've seen like you know clips of him when he was in high school interviewing Kevin Durant. You know, um, but I can see like someone like Cat having never been like always being the best player, uh, always winning it at like those levels, and then having somebody who's like older, tougher, 
never never experiencing that before you know what i mean never being challenged on that level exactly right? like challenge where you feel threatened exactly right? exactly everybody because he's not an alpha yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's as ta- as as talented as he is he's not an alpha right jimmy butler totally is exactly there's a really great take i read on twitter about how jimmy butler was the 30th pick and he worked his way up to becoming an all-star mm-hmm. um he was, I think, he was. He had a really, really rough upbringing. Really poor. I think he was an orphan. Oh, was he? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or or either an orphan or his parents were not around. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then he also had to work his way to getting a, a scholarship at Marquette. Yep. And just someone who had to scrap his entire life. Yeah. To get to where he's at, and then to go to a situation where he's like with these young players who don't have that same desire. Mm-hmm. Um. I can imagine how that might be frustrating. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that was a really good take. It makes sense. Like, if you if you want to paint like a very like speculative like perspective on on that situation, then yeah, that that totally makes sense if it's true. Right. It's like uh, two coddled number one picks. Uh, yeah. Versus a guy who had to really fight his way to get to where he is. And um, I mean, it's like you know Draymond fighting to get to where he is. But the thing is, like the Warriors don't have. He won champion. He won. He won championships. And now Draymond is not not the same Draymond that right. came into the league. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll take that though. Um, but but then the Warriors on their team, they don't have like those coddled number one picks. And even the guys who grew no. up with like NBA parents, uh, Clay and Steph, they were vastly underrated. So like they had to work their tails off to get to and prove themselves even to this day. Exactly. So, um, but the Draymond thing, it's like, I'm surprised no, like that clip of him, you know, like left being left hanging when uh, Steph dropped, uh, what was it, 53, 54 yeah. in the garden? Yeah, yeah. Like that doesn't get around more often. I mean, that's one of the, <laughs> one of the best like clips, uh, NBA highlights I've ever seen where Steph is doing that weird, awkward, dorky, shimmy dance down the court and he just walks right goes right by Draymond who has like it's just like high five <laughs> that to me is hilarious I feel like we're we've we've ventured into uh to becoming a Minneapolis Timberwolves podcast now so uh, <laughs> but I, I it's juicy as hell that story is juicy as hell I I was just like devouring all the news I could read about it last night just because I, I just find it so humorous and watching the interview too and I just love when a villain can just become an uh, he, when it when a villain can become can transition to an antihero right. so effectively that everyone is just totally in his corner right yeah. yeah it's it's so great I just appreciate the 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 cunning and the 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 thoughtfulness that would be required to do that right 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 well one thing about when you brought up clay and and jimmy butler as two of the top shooting guards it's like when people talk to clay about his uh free agency and his contract situation and he always says like he likes it in the bay area uh, he wants to stay with the warriors um and that the situation he has is what everybody else is looking for <laughs> and jimmy butler if it's true that he wants to you know like he can't win with these guys like that's exactly an echo of what clay is saying so i'm glad clay's on the team yeah me too well that's another episode of the oakland warriors podcast thanks for listening be sure to subscribe on apple podcasts stitcher spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and be sure to give us a a rating um unless you don't like it then just mind your own business get out of here Don't listen to us. We don't want you anymore. Just kidding. We want you. Please. All right. Thanks. Thank you.
music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Jeff Oki as well as Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Thank you.